to the line of scrimmage, maybe changing the protection. Here's the snap. Jordan Love looks downfield, throws off the back foot to the end zone. Yes, yeah, the shoulder yes, catch. Yes. Touchdown. Don Tavian Wicks on the post, and the Packers lead it 20 to nothing. It's got no limit in a big black chair with a bedroom in it. Prescott on the shotgun, Pollard to his left, and he takes the snap, takes the handoff, tight pocket, throws it, intercepted, intercepted, intercepted back the other way. It's going to be a pick six for Darryl no. Jordan Love, wow. That was, that's about all I can say. Pete is wow. Jordan Love takes and drops to a knee, and that will do it. The youngest team in the NFL, the little team that could, came into Big D and take out the Cowboys 48 32. This is uh, one of my most surprises since I've been involved in sport, period. Hey, hey, I want to be a rock star. Jared leans in. There's the snap. Fakes the give. Nope, gave it to Gibbs. Straight up the gut. To the end zone. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Oh, baby, Jared handing it off. Gibbs taking it home. And the Lions are up 13-3. Shotgun snap. Goff back. Goff looks. Goff pumps. Now throws. End zone yes. caught. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Sam Laporta. He's back. He's playing. And he's in the end zone. This line for fortune and fame. I'd even cut my hair and change my name. Listen, man, he's, he's steady. He's reliable. He makes plays when you need them. And, uh, and the guys love him. They respect him. And uh, he's a leader. Up top between the legs, here comes the double. They bounce it out to Nikhil. Now to Kyle in the corner. Three ball, yes! Only the fourth of the season for Kyle Anderson, and he couldn't pick a better time to hit it. Trips left, six on the shot clock, now with five. One on one against Amir Coffee. a pull up left side, three in! It dropped in. The Wolves got the matchup they wanted. He hit. Kick it to Pemberton. Feeling it. Rises. Hits. Oh, baby, what a shot. The day belongs to the kid from Langley, British Columbia. Kira Pemberton. Perry's a three, and there's your tiger. Controlled by North Dakota. Bleak with a quick shot. Knocked down. Rebound. James scores on the rebound. There's your face-off win. You know, we got to you know, talk with some guys after the game and you get, you get you know, some feedback and solutions. It's got to be solution-based on, um, you know, where we're at, you know, in their minds as, as the players physically and mentally. And, you know, you talk with the medical staff and those things like that. But just in general, like, we got to get our game in order. It is a Monday edition Jack Michael Show coming to you live and direct from our studios at 1020 South 25th Street in Fargo. The Gunderson Jewelers Studios. OMG. Oh, my Gunderson's a place where you make it easy to say, 
I do. Jack and Derek here in our studios. Lots to get to today, Doc. Fill out a mansion. Be around for a little bit of roundtable. Lots on the docket because it's Monday. And uh, we unwrap what happened over the weekend. And if you tuned in prior to the National Football League playoffs, on this show, amongst the text questions that we do every day, and we try to vary that from day to day, uh, I, I think one day last week, I forget the day, Derek, I had I said the uh, your lock and Cinderella we asked your lock and Cinderella, and we took text messages on your lock and your Cinderella. And I think our rule was like, you, you can't call it a one or a two a Cinderella in yeah. the NFL playoffs. I think I said, well, go ahead, we'll give you three and beyond. And I don't know how many Green Bay Packer Cinderellas we took, if any. Yeah, I don't know if we did either. I, I don't <laughs> think we did, now that you mention it. I don't Good think, point. I don't think we did. And it leads us to this question today, and I'm going I'm to I'm fire the text club question out right out of the gate. And before we do anything, happy birthday to Friday, uh, to Paul. Paul, as you hear, is our, our Friday right. call. Or, or I didn't want to forget that today, and I didn't even write that down. It's I'm just, glad you remember, because I forgot any Facebook messaged me earlier today. <laughs> just, it's one so, of our, happy birthday, Paul. There you go. It's one of yeah. our diehard uh, listeners there, and, and, and a good friend, and, and Derek, you obviously. So uh, Friday is usually we started. So happy birthday, Paul. Uh, today, you share it with pretty special uh, uh, guys. Oh, really? Martin Luther King Day today. So, oh, well, there's yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, there's that. You know, mm, so oh, yeah. kind of share that with a. Why uh, don't can't go to the bank today? That's right. That's right. It's uh, Martin Luther King Day. So that's uh, it. Shared pretty good. If we had our birthday, uh, remember the birthday war we had a while back? Like who oh, you yeah. share your, three people you share your birthday with and, and who wins? I think Paul would have a good uh, thing. So, Paul, happy birthday to you. Uh, but my text up question today, Derek, uh, for the show, because I'm not going to lie to you. I grant Green Bay everything. I really do. And and for Vikings fans, it, I, Green Bay stinks. I, Green Bay. I get it. Uh, they're young. They don't seem like they they respect but don't really care what people think. Honestly, don't, it doesn't appear that people, they say that, well, nobody gives us your chance. Really? Nobody does? It's like a t-shirt I saw on Facebook running around. It says, <laughs> it's a great t-shirt. It says, not everybody could have been kung fu fighting. <laughs> funny, funny T-shirt. But you, you hear this, don't you? There you go. Nobody gave us a chance. That's against the rule. Nobody. Well, a lot of times you're thinking, well, somebody gave you a chance. I would say that that for Green Bay, that that's probably that was probably more true going into Dallas. Like I don't know how many people really thought that Green Bay was going to, despite some history of the of the organization in Dallas. Uh, but you play the game on a football field, and the Cowboys were absolutely, dare I say, unbeatable at home. Literally. I mean, for, for 16, I mean, going back to the beginning of last year, unbeatable. Playing at a high level. Couldn't be playing at a the higher level. The Detroit le- game was kind of, you know, the Lions kind of gave it to him in some ways. Game a little but, bit, but at home. But Detroit's it, a good team. Too. Right, yes. play. Yeah, right. CeeDee Lamb. You know, Dax. Efficient, got a tight end, got a little bit of a ground game. The defense, Micah Parsons, you can start talking about pressure. Dan Quinn, everything that Dallas maybe didn't do well on the road, man alive, for some reason they did it at home. And you would have been nuts to think that Green Bay, in my opinion, was going to walk into Dallas and do that to them. Yeah, I was shocked, Eric. I literally was. I, I, I was just, I, I from the gate, okay, it's the opening drive. Impressive. Yeah. Okay. Impressive. Green Bay won the toss, took the ball, which is so which was weird. Really interesting. And I, Derek, it's happening more and more. Yeah, I think. Well, th- people are wanting to set the tone, right? Yes. Yeah, and I th- if you have a good offense, you're seeing that. 
Well, I saw it in the high school ranks. You know, I, I was see like, it in college it, it, a lot more. It, yeah, it happened. Uh, happened in both the uh, semifinal championship game that I called with my hometown. It right, and it it, it made a difference in both. You know, if the quarterback doesn't get hurt <laughs> in J- JCC, I'm probably traveling down Black Friday, right? So I mean, it Jackson was Jackson County. That's right. It, it was both of them did the same thing and established an opening drive touchdown, and that's exactly what the Packers did. It's so. happening now so much that it doesn't exactly shock me anymore, no. and it used to shock you. Why? Because you want that ending possession of the first half. You want the possession in the, in the second half. Right. And it's, 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 it's the way it works. But they did. They won the toss and took the ball and went down the field. And even at that point, I thought, okay, all right, good drive. Uh, this thing, you know, you know, I'm texting, you know, my brother, big fan down there, taking, yeah, it's going to take 20 plus to win this anyway. You know, so you're not going to shut out Green Bay. You're going to take a few touchdowns to win this game anyway. So you hope you you know you put a drive together yourself, and maybe you get a stop, or maybe even a turnover, you know, something like that. Then you go ahead and take a lead, and it's ten to seven Dallas, and then you know you know maybe they come back and stall out, and you score now it's seventeen to seven, and now you got the last possession of the first half. Maybe they get a field goal at seventeen to ten. Maybe you score before the half. Now it's maybe twenty four to ten. Then you get the ball in the second half, and Dallas would go down and score, and it's thirty one to ten, and the route is on. And this is almost how I thought, with all due respect to Green Bay, I, I just. I, and then the game started, and it felt different. It felt different. Green, the, the stuff that Jordan Love was doing, the play calling, the ability to, I don't know what Dallas defensively was the game plan, but man alive, it just seemed like it would be. Jordan Love was just shooting fish in a barrel. Just pew, pew, Well, they're playing man-to-man, and then they they, unfortunately they didn't have a man on all the men. That's right. <laughs> That's a kind of a problem. They'd have two. They wouldn't send a guy off to take another one. Yeah. Two would follow one, and one would be open. I'm, I'm just like, what is go? What's good? That was bad. If they if they overlooked this team, are they not ready? Did they not get ready? Were they not prepared? And and I was just, you know what? Good for Green Bay. You deserve every inch of that win. You outplayed them. You outcoached them. And if the Packers aren't part of your storyline in 2024 with an average age of 25, whatever it is. And Jordan Love, and, and and I'm an Aaron Jones fan, El Paso guy, lost his father in 21. He's a, he's a Texas boy. He runs hard. Kraft, who I obviously called games of Tucker right. in college, and he has just risen up from that tight end spot with no, no drop-off from the tight end production for Green Bay. You know, those young receivers, Dobbs, you can go down to Romeo, and Watson wasn't even at full strength, and they've used Christian well not to tax him on his way back from his hamstring and other injury. Everything about Green Bay, and defensively, they 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 stuck game plans in the box. It's like they knew when Dallas was going to do an inside run. They just shut that down. There was no – I grant Green Bay everything. It was absolutely – and I'm, you know, I'm not a – kid's mom's a Packer fan. Right. <laughs> I'm not a Packer fan. I've, I, so my question today, and I'm going to say this. I'm saying I, I was – Extremely, I'm like Jerry Jones. I was extremely surprised, almost shocked. Maybe I'll use the word shocked that Dallas lost. And it's not because I'm a diehard and grew up in Dallas. I'm, I just literally thought at home, if you'd have told me the score that that game was, I'd have told you it ain't Green Bay that's winning it with that score. It was Dallas. So my question today, and I don't know which way to ask this from the Green Bay angle or the Cowboy angle, most surprised you've been. At a loss. I'm not talking about the biggest upset, but I guess it lends itself to that. But on any level, high school, college, pro, most surprised you've been on a team that you've been on a game you've been invested in. 
A game you've been invested in. Because if I ask it just vaguely, you can just go pick greatest upset. Maybe you weren't that invested in. But on a game that you actually had an investment in, an emotional investment, whatever the case may be, uh, most surprised at a loss. Or, I guess, on the other way to put it, Derek, <laughs> game you're invested in, most surprised at the win. Meaning the team that you thought that your team or what have you is going to win, lost. Or won. Uh, so either way you look at that, you get the the, the genesis. Or can of you that. say series if it's some of the other sports? Oh, I, I guess the series. Yeah, yeah, you can go series. Yeah, a series. But but again, the 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 foundation here is you have to be invested in it. Yeah, you know you have to have some some emotional tie to it. Um, because Derek, that's going to go down for one for me. And well, I've been watching the Cowboys since you know my brother and I shared a room, and he was brought me in as a Cowboy. I'm still today like wow, that really. That happened. Well, here's the thing, too, and you know, the thing that people always ask me, who's going to win this football game? And what do I always say? It's so hard to predict football games mm-hmm. because you don't know the turnover factor. The final score is forty-eight to thirty-two. What do I always say? Look after the final score. What it's the most important thing to look at? Mm-hmm. Turnovers. They lose by two touchdowns and you know extra points, and it was a weird extra point situation. Yeah, many you had some doinks and a little bit of that. Two yeah. doinks and then you know a, a penalty that kind of. Well, yeah, that was true. Just screwed you up, and then you don't, right? and then you can't go for a two-point conversion. Essentially, and that odd, right? You know, so that really put uh, the Cowboys. They had to try to steal another possession because they couldn't go for the two points. Well, instead, they tried like a forty-yard uh, extra right. point. Yeah. So you're sitting in a situation now where, because of those two turnovers, not only is it about Mike McCarthy, it's about we talk about quarterbacks so much. Can this guy win you anything down in Big D? Yeah. I mean, he's good. He's not great. He he is the Kirk Cousins of Dallas, in my opinion. Where here's another thing that shocked me. You bring it up. I've been I've been watching Dak Prescott and Ceedee Lamb to a point this year at times where Dak looked like he could be blindfolded and he'd right. connect with Ceedee Lamb. Yep. Yesterday, to your point, Derek, it looked like they never played together yeah. before, yeah. and there's probably a lot to do with Green Bay and whatnot. Obviously, yeah, they're <laughs> looking at firing the defensive coordinator for Green Bay like a month ago, and right. now. I'm like, no, oh, I think he might have secured his oh, gig now. Man, it's interesting. But, you know, this reminds me so much of 2010 when you have the six seed Packers, Aaron Rodgers, and a guy that no one talks about in that, you know, that Super Bowl run, James Starks, with that balance. I always say, I think there's always balance that comes into these Super Bowl champions. And what's scary about Green Bay right now is you're sitting there with Aaron Jones, who's going to always be kind of. That grinder, we won't talk about him as much. And did he run hard yesterday? He does. Wow. Well, he runs hard all the time. All the time. I mean, as a Viking fan, I'm telling you, he is cousin. You think about the the pandemic year? He ran all over the Vikings in that you know, game that no one was at at US Bank Stadium. You know, oh. so there's just a lot that this team is scary with. And when you have a corner, if he can stay healthy, like Alexander, I mean, that's just it's frightening. Yep. But those two turnovers that turned into touchdowns set the tone for everything. You just can't have that if you're Dallas or any team in the and, NFL. And that pick that. was just, it, it is, uh, you know, like you said, when when you're manning up and and there's a, there's a free-range defender that, that can, that can you know, spies a word you use when you're spying at the quarterback and you've got the spying, the, uh, you know, a back out of the backfield. It's almost like a box and one sometimes in basketball where that, that one you can just go out there and chase. And then uh, that pick... Was just the that, that rat play where you you've got a freedom and you you just eye, look, jump, gone, and I thought this is over, yep. this is over, over. And those two t- touchdown catches, the one to Dobbs, then the one to Musgrave. 
There was not a guy with a star in his hat anywhere near on the <laughs> team. Anywhere. Musgraves looked like when we were 12 in the front yard. Waiting. Throwing a Nerf ball up, you know, kind of, yeah. Yeah, he was, you're playing 500 and everyone's right. in a group and <laughs> like, your buddy throws it to you because you're way over on the other uh, side. That was just bizarre. It, it was it, a in bad week, loss. In week 19 or whatever, you know, first round of the play, this can't, this shouldn't happen. Oh, how? And then, and so biggest Packer fans ever, you know, obviously are the, Lions, because then they get another <laughs> playoff game. Lions are going. Game. We win. We got a. We got a home game. Yeah, yeah. You, it was. Uh, it was. You imagine uh, the was, Packers uh, upset the 49ers, which I'm not going to rule out right now. And the, <laughs> how can and you? And somehow now? the Lions beat whoever that you know plays tonight. Could you imagine the Packers at the Lions? Could you imagine, Derek? And I, and I got to ask you. I mean, this does. How does this correlate to the Vikings? I'm sitting there watching this weekend, thinking about all the draft picks that the Bears have. I know where you're going because this is going to be my next thing on my list. Go. You know this. If you're how's that central? Like, how's if, that if you're Quasi Adolfo Mensa and Kevin O'Connell, you're going. Man, do we kind of have to hit the reset button here? Because I think this makes the decision a little bit more interesting. You got to get younger. You got to get more depth, especially on defense, because the lack of defense really hurt yep. this team at the end of the season. And this is you know those three teams above you right now. Our it's building. a little frightening. So do you? Okay, we talk about Kirk Cousins. Yeah, the bridge guy, whatever. And you, I don't have a problem with them bringing back and trading down, getting more picks, and then drafting a J.J. McCarthy or something sure. and grooming him. They want to go the Packers route. I don't know if they can go the Houston route and get a kid that can go in there and play right away and be successful in this division the way it's sitting right now. So I don't know what to do. But I know one thing. For people who always say, oh, why do you hate Kirk Cousins? I just I think he's a little bit of Dak Prescott and a few of these other guys who are at that ceiling and can't get over that ceiling but do you throw him out there to be the sacrificial lamb for whatever you can do because you are stuck right now. This is a interesting spot right Bears now. Bears have the what two picks in the top ten? Correct. Yeah, and one and nine. So the Bears have have obviously dread. They can build and and trust me, <laughs> they will. Plus, they got decisions to make too. Who knows where they go with with quarterback on that? But they've got they've got leverage. They've got drafts. They if if they were a stock, you would probably invest in Chicago right now without question. The Detroit Lions, enough said. They're just one of the hottest commodities right now in the National Football League with a coach that looks like after the game he just went to Ben Steele and go back to the plant and work for a couple right. of hours. You know, they got that going on. And the Green Bay Packers are all like, they just they were in prom like three years ago. And now, the, now you're the Vikings in a division where no longer we're going to have to say about, well, 500 gets that division. Nope. That's not going to be our rhetoric, Derek, for the and next the, couple of years. The two teams come. that are left in the playoffs are going to be, uh, I think they're going to be there for a while, and the Bears will be a tough out the way they're building that yeah. team. It's, uh, so the playoffs are here. I mean, there are a lot of stories. Uh, boy, uh, and the Lions, that was a good ball game. That was, that was good. The stories, the Stafford-Goff stories were here, but that's just a – just a good ball game, yeah. and it, uh, it it came down. I thought when when Stafford got dinged, stepped on, hit head on the everything. I thought, could you imagine if Carson comes in and leads this team back for? I mean, could the stories be even more? I know. <laughs> can we drop some more stories in there? Uh, so anyway, Boy, did you catch any CJ Stroud? By the way, I mean a, a little bit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean that that is just amazing. A kid should not be doing that yeah. at that. It's, he is accurate. Holy cow. And I every like time that. Stroud puts those numbers up, and he's had 400-yard games and all that now, and his, his poise yeah. is just – it's like he's a 10-year veteran and he's just a kid too. And that's a defense nobody's talking about. And 
they might be a little tougher out in the AFC because no one's talking about them at all. Uh, we have football today because of my, uh, old man winter, or whatever you're going to blame it on, kind of pushed everything back. And, and the games today are going to dictate quite a bit. We know that oh, yeah. we know about Green Bay. They're going to San Fran that Saturday night. It's all said and done. Uh, but we got a game today, Buffalo and, uh, and uh, Pittsburgh, which they moved to an afternoon game today at 3.30. So uh, Derek didn't take you long to go up. We got that on the fan. Three o'clock, pregame show <laughs> right here on the fan. Those of you stuck maybe at work can't yep. sneak away. Well, you can put the old, you know, and follow the fan. Yep, uh, three o'clock coverage, as I said. So it's, it, that's good. That was one thing. But that, that's my question today. Uh, it, a game that you were invested emotionally in or, or really cared about or, or had, you know, bone in the, bone in the race uh, that, that surprised you most because of the loss. Besides the Atlanta Falcons NFC Championship, because that might around here that might be the <laughs> is that gonna the be, one. Is that going to be the one? And then yeah, that yeah yeah. Can I throw some ideas out there? You please J- jar some memories. NC State beating Houston. That team people forget. We talk about that all that ending. Wow, that Houston team was good. Oh, highlight film. I mean they were. I mean. Drexler and Elijah Wan. I mean, we yes. they were something. And in 1983, when that helped, I mean, I would have lost a lot of money on that. And I was like You're in right. the fourth grade. No, but that, that's why that you know it's just, just terrific. Because Nova and Georgetown's an easy one. Yeah, because that's one of the greatest upsets in the in history. But that one's yeah. a little bit. No one thinks about it because they just think of the dunk. And at that the hurt end. me too because I was a huge again talking about having a vested interest. Yeah, huge Hoya paranoia. I had shirts Hoya paranoia. I was I was Georgetown up. I was from Freddie Brown to David Wingate to you all of the years Georgetown. And when that pass, and my memory right now is John Thompson bear hugging right. a weeping player for throwing a turnover that led to you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Well, and the reason I asked you about series before is because as we go to break here, oh, as, yeah. a tw- as a Twins fan, '87. Both of those series, I was shocked that they beat the Tigers and the Cards. Not a bad call. And trust me, probably invested in that. Yeah, a little bit. bit. (laughs) Quick timeout. That's it. Turn that thing into a local if you have to, a high school, um, you name it. Uh, But, boy, those are a couple good ones out of the gate. Quick timeout. We'll come back. Lots to get to, obviously, today. It's a busy Monday after the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Jack Michaels show with D on 740 The Fan. Hi. Jumping headfirst into the round table, the one and only orthopedic surgeon to the stars. Well, everybody, really. Uh, Dr. Phil Johnson, even though he's uh, announced retirement, I, I, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm sure Doc's still good to chat a little sport. Hi, Doc. How you doing? Hey, I can chat sports forever. I don't need a license to do that. Uh, well, <laughs> Thank goodness. Uh, Jack and I would be hosed if we did. I'll give you 32 years of reasons that you don't need a license to yeah. do that. <laughs> that's, 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 uh, I, I know. I, by the way, Derek, we're about to kick each other, like, because of what just hit my head. Here's my question oh. today, Doc. I, I uh, by the way, get ready. Doc would probably have gotten this one. But I was talking, you know, giving Packers all credit, obviously. They win it and, and they're just, yeah. just beat down, oh. period. Beat them, just oh. beat them down. Beat them down in every way, every way possible. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie to you. 
And I was making a ham steak with chicken rice aroni, and then I bought some watermelon. This was my lunch for the Cowboys. I was really excited about my lunch, and it was good. Quite a quite a mixture. Thank you. And I, uh, I've never. I, I was shocked, Doc. I, I just sat and I went Oof. to the point where in the second half I'm thinking, eh, I wonder what else is on. But anyway, I was shocked. So that's my question today. Uh, on a game that you've in uh, a match or something you've been invested in, uh, what surprised you? What, what's your biggest surprise in, uh, on a game that you were invested? In? And here's why we're going to kick ourselves, Derek, me asking this question today. My guess is the, uh, the United States of America with a bunch of college kids yeah. picking off a fairly seasoned Russian team. <laughs> well, that's kind of the George Washington that, and the Mush- Mount that, Rushmore there. That yeah. might be the top. Yeah. That, yeah, that, sure. that might be the answer to that one. Right, Doc? I mean, that, that has to, that's probably the leader in the clubhouse on that question. Right, you know the the way I look at it, Green Bay has been on a roll for the last three or four weeks. Yep. They are really comfortable with what they're doing. I think Jordan Love really has a good handle on the offense. I mean, a real good handle. He's. It looks like when he gets up and he's calling for the ball, he's almost Aaron Rodgers esque. You know, he he actually is reading that defense really well and hitting the open guys. Um. And in, in in that regard, uh, I don't think Dallas could muster could muster a uh, a response. They seem to really be out of sync. You know, yeah. Their offensive line was not doing what they usually are capable of doing, and and they got Dak running around a lot. But but the, the defensive backs for Green Bay were doing a great job. I knew they were in I trouble, Doc. Go ahead. The one telling sign that I saw was when CC came off, had that look like really being pissed off. Yeah, like I'm not, not getting, getting open, and he's not, yeah. C.D. Lamb is like, I'm not, yeah. Yep, and, and I think that just started to permeate through the team. There was that disconnect, and, and they never got it back. Here's and, where here's where it rang true for me, and you tell me, Derek, and then, Doc, uh, on that part, when, when, when it didn't matter to me if Dallas scored, because my, in my heart, I'm thinking – I don't think they can stop them. So it's not even going to matter if Dallas scores. They can't stop right. Green Bay. And when you're in that feeling on a team that you follow, that's a yep. hopeless feeling. That is, that is a helpless feeling. And that's the feeling that I had. It was like, I don't even, I don't even care if they score because they can't yep. stop Green Bay. Yeah. And I don't want to go, and I don't want to get cosmic on you, but, but Jordan Love is in what we call that proverbial zone. Hmm. He he is seeing the field really well. He's making the right decisions. He and Matt um, Lafleur, yep, Lafleur, they are on the same page. It's true, uh, and and it it's really fun to kind of see that every once in a while, um, because they are just hey, whatever you throw at them, they've got an answer. Yeah, this is a fun uh, team. I it, it, yeah, I said it oh, earlier. Yeah, the Packers absolutely. are. <laughs> what do you dislike the Packers to your end of yeah. your last breath? I get it. I understand rivalries. But if you right. allow yourself to disconnect just for a second, pretty good team. Pretty fun to watch. Yeah. Pretty fun. Hey, I'll say as Viking fans, I don't think they – I mean, when you're watching the Cowboys and Packers play, it's kind of like – yeah, uh, Go ahead. Beat yeah, each other whatever. up. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I think I was kind of – I didn't really – it's not like I'm really caring all that much. Who I, right. I got respect for both organizations for obvious reasons, but it is uh, – it was interesting to see that is for sure. And 
Just how well the Packers have played in that building against Dallas and also in the Super Bowl, it's kind of a weird thing. And the Lions are easy to gravitate to. I mean, literally, you know, it's just, I know this. But they just can't win a Super Bowl before the Vikings. Oh. I hope they go there and lose. (laughs) But if the bleeping Detroit Lions win a Super Bowl before the Vikings, I give up. Bill. We're gonna, uh, we're gonna, no, that, you know, Derek, I'm happy for Derek. him. I hope they make it. Even our boss, the big Lions yeah, fan here, says, huge Lions. "I just want to see us finally get to one." I said, "Good, that's yeah. all you need to yeah, get." He's to. still ecstatic about yeah. Michigan. I mean, yeah. he can't right. possibly have two big. They do things. not. No, they do not. I do not want the whoever they play in the Super Bowl from the AFC. I don't care. I hope they get there, and <laughs> Doc, I hope they lose Doc. 42 to nothing. Oh, uh, Doc. Uh, well. Yeah, you know, it's- it's better if the Aints and the Yuccaneers have won Super Bowls before my Vikings. We cannot. But I think what you're saying is is exactly what we want to see happen. Sometimes you want to see, you know, the unpredictable happen. You want to see somebody have a really oh, good yeah. game. You want to see somebody have a really good outcome. So I mean, I mean, gosh, I mean, did you see the the they were panning the crowd last night? People were crying that they won oh, a, game. It, I, a playoff oh, game. Guys. Here's what got it's me. They showed a guy that would look like any of our fathers, you know, our, our, our dads yep. or grandfathers, and he's in the crowd. I don't know, maybe he's related, but he's wearing a lion shirt, and everybody is going ecstatic around him. I mean, just ballistic in excitement, and he's just standing there. And you can see was what he's thinking. Guy, was, was that the white-haired guy yes. with the glasses? Yes, okay, Doc. So you know the story, you know the story behind him, right? Uh, uh, please tell me. I did not. He has been a season ticket holder for 65 straight years. Wow. And he is the only one, they think, in that stadium that was present with the last wow. playoff game Lions were involved in. That's uh, that's what you call a masochist there. Is what, uh, you, just, you, hold, you hold on to 65 years of Lions football, man. That's uh, But, uh, Doc, you saw, so obviously you saw this, Doc. When you saw the face, he wasn't he wasn't going crazy. He was just – it was that internal um, – yeah. Closure, yeah, all of that. But but he knows better too to not get too excited yet because he's seen a lot of, uh, you know, bad things happen. They're getting a home date, and and you know what? Yeah. You you I don't care who wins, Philly or Tampa. You tell me you're going to pick him against Detroit and four at Ford Field. I don't think so. Maybe, but I I don't think so. But uh, Laporte. I think it's going to be really interesting to see what Eagles team shows up tonight because, mm-hmm. wow, for the last five weeks, they have just been AOL. Um, and I'm not talking about the internet. Um, they just, I don't know what the deal is, but we'll see what happens. It's, it's, it's playoffs. And so they better gear it up because you know Tampa is going to be ready to go. Derek, you didn't have a, a, a thing where you thought Barnesville was just overmatched and then they won and you were just like, wow. Not really. Probably. I was surprised they were. It was seven to nothing against Caledonia until okay. about two and a half minutes left in the game. <laughs> I, I was trying. To I thought we had a chance here to you know, that. We were going for a, a touchdown, a two point conversion, to win this thing. Holy cow! But uh, they I was trying short. to. I was trying to internalize that to a high school game where you just thought, man, there's I'm, one. I was a, a section championship. I was shocked we lost, but. Uh, Against UNC, yeah. but that no Epping Hillsborough, I yeah. guess, is always comes to matter. Phil, well, right, and, and, you know that's that's the that's the old uh, basketball one where you. Here's a good one: Duke were... over UNLV in 1990. I have a friend who's UNLV fan. He still thinks the Rebs threw that game, but I don't know. Uh, a little bit of talent on that Rebs team. Yeah, yeah, a little Hogman high... Johnson. Yeah, yeah, the high right. line. Yeah, that's that's not a bad call. Mm-hmm. Um, Clark was the 
Jerry Turkin. <laughs> Chewing on that towel, baby. One of the biggest, Chewing you know, on that towel. <laughs> one of the biggest surprises to me ever in college football was when Penn State beat Miami, Vinny Testaverde, in the Fiesta Bowl for the national championship. I did not see that coming at all. I didn't see DJ Dozier running all over. I mean, because <laughs> Miami, they were a machine then. I mean, you're right. I mean, people they were like going, a video game. Uh huh. Yeah. So that that one surprised me. And I just think of upsets. You know, maybe. Not the big ones that we always think about, that, but that was one that really surprised me. Uh, Doc Phil with us on the roundtable, Jack Michael Show, Derek Hansen. Switching gears for just a second because the weekend. So we, we uh, if you didn't know Kalen DeBoer before, Milbank, South Dakota, you know, cut his teeth as a wide receivers coach for Sioux Falls. Um, coached high school football, Washington, and, and there in Sioux Falls was an assistant. Uh, was the offensive coordinator at USF you know, Sioux Falls, and from 2000 to 2004, head coach 05 to nine. If you don't know, went to Southern Illinois, was working there with Dale Lennon was the head coach. Bubba Schweigert was the DC. He was the OC. Randy Hedberg was there. Schmidt Eric Schmidt was there. Playing, you know the story story of Kalen DeBoer. He's at Southern Illinois SIU. So now he's gone from uh, Sioux Falls coaching the wide receivers, jumping over to high school. Uh, and and coaching there as assistant South Dakota. Then he goes. He's the head coach at Sioux Falls after he's an offensive coordinator. And then boom, jumps over there, coaching the wide receivers at Southern Illinois. From there, uh, in in 2014, uh, boom, Eastern Michigan. And some would think, okay, it's a lateral, it's an upward move. He's the OC and the quarterbacks coach. From there, he jumps 2017 to Fresno State, offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach, Kalen DeBoer. From there, jumps to Indiana. In 2019, one season, offensive coordinator, cornerbacks coach. From there, head coach. Boom. Fresno State. My guess is came a little bit more zeros. Maybe a decimal point. The head coach now at Fresno State. 2020 to 2021. From there, boom. The success there launches him into Washington. All of a sudden, we have now taken another jump. And we're going to Washington. We all see what, what, what Coach DeBoer did at Washington. A couple of years there. And he is the talk. He's the fastest rising, hottest stock in college football. And as we learned over the weekend, after Nick Saban retires, now this young man from Millbank, South Dakota, going from the wide receivers coach at Sioux Falls back to high school, back and through the NAI, and now the head coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Tell me, Doc and Derek, there, he can. He can do no wrong. This is the ultimate move. Is everything gravy from here on out? Or are there hurdles uh, with the progression now from Washington, quick stint, boom, instant success, to the biggest job probably in the collegiate landscape in Alabama? Do you see anything pitfallish with this, Dr. Derek? And, Doc, you can certainly jump in. You follow a lot of big-time college football. I think it's it's really neat that somebody who has gone through the whole ladder of progression and somebody that wasn't just, you know, an assistant coach for three or four years at a particular program, Booby could be elevated to a head coach right away. You know, I, I don't honestly know what makes a really good head coach other than you've got to be very organized. You've got to be able to read the room. And you've got to be able to delegate. And, and the people that you delegate to, you hope are, you know, really good. And, and they get the job done. You know, obviously, um, you know, he's had some success along the line. I mean, was that the time when Sioux Falls 
they were running for national championships there. Oh yeah, he was. Uh, he won three NAIA titles in 06, 08, yeah, 09. So, yeah, and so I mean, he knows success, and he's been able to bring that with him. Uh, so I think that it, it's neat that they they see that this guy has put the time in, he's put the effort in, um, he knows what he's doing, obviously, and uh, yeah, I think he's probably the right pick for for this particular time. The only question is, you know, is he ready for it? Because that's a whole different world down there. It's a bigger <laughs> difference that SEC. That means if he goes to take the garbage out, somebody will have a camera there. Yeah. So it's like, you know, he he's really stepped into it. But if but if he's ready for it and he feels that he is, hey, have at it, and you know, and good luck. I mean, that's that's part of the American dream. You know, trying to elevate yourself and get better all the time and be rewarded in that way. And, and obviously, um, this I think is emblematic of that. Doc, Phil, hang tight real quick. I, I got to pitch a quick one and come back. I'd also like to get your thoughts too, Derek, following college football on that question too. Couldn't be more happy, for, as Doctor said, for the guy. But what is Alabama such a different, different situation that the the pitfalls will add up quicker than the successes? I don't know. We'll talk about that next on seven forty. The fan, high school basketball fans, tune in as Napoleon Gacko Streeter. Got football today uh, on 740 The Fan, uh, the Monday Pittsburgh-Buffalo game on 740 The Fan. Coverage begins at 3. A roundtable, Doc Phil on, Derek Hansen. Derek, just to, and just to put it to bed, and I hope that he does well, but what would be the perceived pitfalls of taking where you are, I mean, you had finances weren't going to be a problem in Washington. You know, they were they were up in the ante for Kalen, uh, but it's Alabama. You can't, when Alabama calls, it's almost like Moneyball. You don't you, want to be the rebound the, guy. You take the meeting, <laughs> but that's a pitfall. You don't want to be the guy after Saban. No. You don't want to be the rebound guy, right, Doc Phil? I mean, that's. Well, I mean, that, there there is that. I mean, you know, people have extremely high expectations there, and and if you're not even close to it, man, they're going to roast him. But I mean, if he does really well too, you know, then that's the other man. Then his stock continues to Oof. go up, and just boom. Um. So yeah, but I mean. You know, that's what a lot of those coaches live for. You know, they, they want to get to the top of the mountain. That's kind of why they're in coaching. They want to be able to, to coach the best and be on the best teams. And, and that's why they work so darn hard, um, you know, to try and achieve that. So I, I think he knows readily what he's getting into. I mean, obviously the championship football game gave him a little bit of a taste of that for sure. Um, you know, it's a high pressure. It's a high uh, anxiety situation. And I think he knows full well what he's getting into. And so we wish him the best of luck. You know, not too good of luck. And I agree. I agree. He's earned the right to have that gig. Right. I think more importantly, I would hope, and I'm sure he did, he had a conversation with his family so that they know what they're getting into because they will be under the microscope as well. Um, And it's not just the coach. It is the family as well. And even though they like to say, oh, they're going to protect them. No, it, 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 in this world, everybody's got a camera. Oh, so, Terry Saban you know, is like the first lady of Alabama. I mean, she correct. everyone knows who she is. I mean, she signs autographs yep, right? going to the grocery store. You're 100% right, right on that. Yeah. Right. And, and so anything negative gets blown up way out of proportion. So, I mean, they just have to understand that as a family. All of a sudden, this is raised to the next level. 
So, you know, you can hide yourself in Seattle pretty easily, but down in Tuscaloosa, yeah, that's a little different. That's a little different uh, yeah. environment. They aren't talking uh, about the Seahawks to distract you. That's a very good point. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> before we let you go, I guess I, we always uh, we have one injury. Th- uh, and, and this came to me yesterday when uh, Tyler Higby was was cracked on the knee. He was at right. He suffered, I believe, I don't know what exactly the injury is now, but I saw serious knee injury. Uh, he took a low hit. Lion safety, uh, Kirby Joseph, yesterday uh, came in, and then they was getting criticized for going low. But a legal hit, and then Joseph went off Twitter going, this is what the NFL wants us to do. This is this is our legal, this is it. And, and then I think someone made the mention, Doc, and, and Derek said, look, if you ask those tight ends, they'd rather be knocked in the head or clipped in the knee. Say, knock me in the head because this knee is a whole different thing. You know, that's it, dog. It's a legal hit, and that's how the NFL teaches. That's what they want. Yeah, and, and I disagree with that. I don't think that they are legal hits, and I've, I've been on the bandwagon for eliminating all the hits knee and below because I just see too many of them that, that really get injured. And I don't think I would wish upon them that they'd rather get hit in the head. Yeah. You know, I, but – but, you know, there is something, you know, to that. You can usually you recover very well from a concussion. But 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 the whole thing is is that, you know, they they made this rule that, you know, you can't clip along, you know, the line of scrimmage. Okay, well let's extend that because every time you see that big tight end going for a pass reception over the middle against the tiny little quarterback they have no chance to tackle them in the usual way. So where they go? A lot of times they get, they get swatted away like a fly half the time. You know, so that I think, you know, that's how they try and take them down. You know, they, they, they cut their legs out. And, and when you cut those legs out, a lot of that force is going right to the knee. And they're tearing MCLs, ACLs, PCLs, dislocating their patellas. And those are horrific injuries. Those are potentially career-ending injuries. So I really think the NFL has to take a look at that. Um just because it, it, it is, it's happening. And, and, and you can watch every game and you can see, just watch today. You see how many times those cornerbacks and defensive backs go low because they go low yeah. all the time because they can't tackle them up top. And, the league's trying to get trying, the league's trying to get them away for the head, which we all agree with. Right. Right. I'm not trying to rag on the cornerbacks and things, but you know, the, the reality is those guys are, they're, they're quick. They're small. That's why they're back there, but they're not able to physically match up against maybe say a tight end. Um, and tackle them in the usual way. They've got to go low to try and, you know, and take their support out. Yeah, man, I saw Higby too. Just boom, you know, yeah, legal. That was, that was a bad, you know, pretty bad injury. Man. Um, so I think they got to look at it. Legal stuff. Uh, he is the uh, the original Dr. Phil Johnson joining us. Uh, you mentioned the NFL games today. Uh, we've got one Pittsburgh at Buffalo on the fan coverage at three. Kickoff a little after three thirty tonight. Philadelphia is at Tampa Bay. And what you need to know as far as uh, NFL playoffs, if uh, Pittsburgh beats Buffalo, then that puts Pittsburgh at Baltimore next week, and Houston is at Kansas City. If Buffalo beats Pittsburgh, which would be the two seed beating the seven, which you'd maybe guess, but you never know, Buffalo beats Pittsburgh, then Buffalo hosts Kansas City, and Houston is at Baltimore. Uh, I like it all. We know that Green Bay is heading to San Francisco, and that'll be Saturday night at 7 p.m., the Houston game at either Baltimore or KC will be Saturday afternoon. Your Sunday game will be Philly or Tampa at Detroit. So Detroit's playing Sunday afternoon. And then the Sunday night game, 
<laughs> flip your coin. That's either Casey at Buffalo or Pittsburgh at Baltimore Sunday Sunday night. So there's your hey, there's your NFL. What's the, what's the over under for snowballs being thrown at players? What, what are the chances that the kicking game? <laughs> how's that kicking game going to be today in Buffalo? You know, I don't even. That's it. I saw shots where they couldn't even see the field. It looked like my drive up twenty nine on Saturday. It was like where, the road's here. Is the road here? The road's here. All right, uh, boy. I'm with you there. That was that was a little that was a little tricky. The uh, do we have a do we have a yeah we got Brad wants to join. Oh Brian, hey welcome to the show, Brian. Uh, thanks for joining us today. What's up? Yeah, you know, Deboer, it reminds me of this movie I saw, uh, Sweetland, and then the movie uh, Inga was going to marry uh, Torvik, Olaf Torvik, in the Lutheran Church, but Elizabeth was uh, was German, and back in uh, 1900, uh, you only married uh, Lutheran. Norwegian women in Lutheran churches. Uh, Elizabeth Reeser is a young Inga. Anyway, uh, when DeBoer goes down to Alabama, is it going to be? He's not one of us. You know, and he won huh. at UND. You figure things are up for him. Huh. So if, if he it... came into Grand Forks and, and took it home, and uh, he's been up. He's been going up ever since. Will he be? That's yeah, it. but look, look, it, look it, where Saban came from, though. Saban came from the north as well. Yeah. Yeah, they obviously accepted him pretty well. All you, all you have to remember is down there. All you have to do is win. W's you win and else goes away. Exactly. I wish the best for him, but you I'm know. saying you know you can hear uh, he's not one of us. It's, they, it's they a, did the same thing. They, they did the same thing to Dale Lennon. It's a valid. Not, it's a valid statement. No, you're. Yep. you're it's a valid statement that uh, we're going to start. We're going to be guarded at first, and then. And I don't know how it was with Chris climbing in Manhattan, Kansas. Uh, yeah. But I imagine once he put a couple dubs up there and got a big one, that acceptance that, that acceptance came pretty quick down there for Kansas State. Yeah. Yeah. Just win, baby. Al Davis. That's it. Just win. Yeah. Oh, can we start talking? Well, he, Ray? Thanks for the call. And Chris, had, and Chris had the athletic director on his side, too. That was he did. Pumping him up. Yeah, well, they, they were both probably – they both were kind of laying on the line a little bit. Gene was yeah. as, as, as certainly as well as Chris. Um, yeah, good stuff. Good call. Uh, is he accepted? Doc, thanks. Stay warm. I, I think next week is going to be a lot better temperature wise. So, wrong well, good. next week, well, I'll try and get a hold of you. I will be in the country of Bulgaria. Of course, you will. Yeah. <laughs> you retired. You should be going all over, right? Yeah, it's, it's that time of year. So, uh-huh. I have a little tournament to supervise in Sofia, Bulgaria. But you know, the weather looks pretty good over there, like in the forties. So, I'm I'm excited to get over there. Bulgaria. So by the time we give you a jingle, it's going to be evening. Probably. Yeah. I will, uh, yeah, give me a jingle. I'm sure it will be about an eight-hour time change, I would think. All right. You could be, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, my guess is you'll be knee-deep into a Lukanka, which is the uh, Bulgarian salami. Well, we'll talk about it next week. I was just... No, I'll probably still be at a game. They usually have a game in the evening. But that'll be a good distraction. Then I, can... yeah. I was just quickly Googled famous Bulgarian food. <clears throat> so good luck with all of that. <laughs> good luck with all that. Doc, uh, good. All right. Well, safe travels to you, my friend. And we'll hopefully get a chance to catch up with you next week. Okay. Sounds good, guys. Have a good week. Good stuff. Uh, good uh, insight there. Uh, yeah. Everything goes back to food, Derek. Everything just goes back to food. It certainly can. Yeah. Football coming up. noon a noon show. I mean, we talk about food a lot. Oh, my goodness. Uh, football uh, coming up today. Two hours from now. An Monday afternoon, afternoon football. Be odd, huh? Well, it is a holiday in most, yeah. you know. I feel like having a daughter that lives in Hawaii. I said, isn't it weird, sweetheart, when you get up on a Sunday morning and 
NFL games run at eight o'clock in the morning where you are. Isn't that strange? Oh well. I that's why oh the Vikings are back in London next year. I'm like, oh I hate that. I don't like I don't want to watch them at eight in the morning. Maybe we uh, I hate it when they play over there. Get a I couple just, sponsors and, and bring the show over to uh London next year. I'd rather go to when they play at the Dolphins again or Tampa. <laughs> Uh, Good stuff today. Thanks for the text club. We'll do it again coming up tomorrow. Common Man coming up. And then, of course, football. We've got uh, football for you. Pittsburgh and Buffalo. Watch it on the radio right here on 740. The Fan KNFL.